Hey Jackson, what's up? Hey, that's not my name. Jack Jackson. I I I I like that a little bit more. Jack. No, it's Jackson. not my name. Jackson or would you prefer Jackson or Jack? Jack. But Jackson's you, not my name. Okay, but if you could like change your name like no. right now, would no. you change it to Jackson? Absolutely not. Why? Because Jack is way better for me. For me, it's just better. I, I'm 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 a little sorry. I'm I, actually, you know what? I'm not even sorry one bit. Yeah, I know you aren't. I I, I mean, I could try if that. No, helps. yeah, okay. Save it, save it. What a what a strange way to start this show. Well, that was fun. Welcome into the Bears beat. Uh, this is the show where we talk about everything Golden Bear athletics related. Uh, we talk about our upcoming broadcast. We reviewed this the past week's athletic events. Um, and this only happens right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KBOR. My name's Joshua Toot, sitting to my left, Jack Heim, and sitting outside of this small, crowded room is probably about a quarter of the KUR population, so, Jack, it's great to be back, uh, Oh, it is. Oh, it's- Oh, it is. Oh, it's good to be back. I- I'm- I'm gonna- I'm not gonna lie to you, though. I- I'm running- you wouldn't know how many hours of sleep I'm running on right now? Like, Four. Oh, oh, that's 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 actually uh, see, you're undermining me. I woke up at ten and I went to bed at four, so that's six. Right, six, six, not, so I, six, not bad, not bad. It takes me about about twelve to have a full night's rest. Twelve, twelve. You need twelve hours of sleep. Twelve hours. That's normally what I do. Yeah, I go to bed about, I would say about eleven, and then the days I don't have classes, I probably so you wake stay, up at eleven. Actually, on days I don't have classes, I wake up at 12. That's 13. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need I need sleep, dude. I Listen. Well, I, I cannot recall the last time I've got 12-plus hours of sleep. How many hours of sleep do you normally get? Uh, anywhere from, like, 6 to 8. 6 to 8. Well, that, well that's... That's the average, but I'm not average. I'm I'm superior. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, but Jack, unfortunately, we couldn't do the show together last week because uh, prior commitments, scheduling uh, conflicts. But yeah, we're back. We're back. Yes. We have a lot to talk about too. Oh yeah, we got a we got a lot to talk about. That homecoming day, dude. Oh, man, that was that was full of activities. I mean, we were going. You were going from like eight in the morning to like eight at night, maybe. Yeah, it was a busy day. Busy a, day, but it was a good day. It good was a day for KU Athletics. It was a good day, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it. Uh, but, Jack, let's dive right in here uh, about our field hockey discussion because that's normally what we talk about here. Um, and, I mean, realistically speaking, I got nothing negative to say about the field hockey team. I mean, two wins in the past week. I mean... Hey, I'll take it. I I like wins. I I don't like I don't like when they put a red dot next to the team. I like I like those green dots. So, it, realistically speaking, about this IUP game, that was a game that really didn't have much firework explosion from the box score. I mean, two goals for Kutztown, which is great and all, but I mean, I I I maybe would have liked to see some more offense. And I mean, w- when we review the statistics, I mean. It'll come pr- pretty evident that um, not much offense really going on. But, yeah, I mean, I'll take a game like this. What do you think? I mean, look, this team has been very impressive. If you look over the course of their past six games, especially the last four conference games, all four have been wins over top ten opponents. I mean, you you look back, they had that 4-1 win at number two Shippensburg. 
Then they went at number 10, Bloomsburg won 2 nothing. Then they came home, and I was at the IUP game on Saturday with a 2 nothing win. And Kutztown looked really good in that game. I mean, IUP had a couple of opportunities. But other than that, I mean, they were held to pretty much nothing. It was a great effort from this team. Uh, the offense, they controlled the pace of play, I'd say, for a majority of the contest. And they were able to cash in when they needed to. I mean, they were down in IUP zone, especially in that first half. Uh, early on, it was just keeping the keeping the ball down in IUP's end and really not letting them get out and break out into a rush. So it was just good play by KU. They did a really good job of dictating this game. And a lot of the experience in this team really you know, showed out in this one. So it was senior day. It was a day full of festivities with the homecoming events and senior day as well. So plenty was going on, and KU got the win. This is a team that looks really good. I mean, they are 13-2. and They've won seven in a row, 5-1 and one in conference play, undefeated on home field, 5-2 and two on the road. I mean, they've gotten some impressive road wins against some top-ranked teams. PSC is one of the best field hockey conferences on all of Division II, uh, and KU has been fantastic this year. A lot of big wins, uh, but they have more to look forward to with three games remaining in the season until the PSC Field Hockey Championships begin. So... Uh, a couple of more conference games there. They got to go out west twice. Uh, but their final game in conference play is against ESU, who is you know right there with uh, Cousinstown among the top. It's going to be a huge one. So uh, interesting note to monitor, monitor there. But so far in these terms of these games against IUP uh, and that win one nothing in Millersville, specifically that IUP IUP game though, KU looked really good, controlled the pace of play, one two nothing uh, with a couple of key goals sandwiched right in the middle of that game. So KU fantastic performance. They deserve the win and they got it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was that was a game you you really put put it well. Uh, they it, you know they've been dominant all year, twelve and two record, four and one. You know, this is a team that you know they're they're especially dominant and they're ranked number four in the country for a reason. Um, and this was a game that I liked. Um, you know, as a fan, and I think every Golden Bear fan out there has to like a game like this. You know, a win's a win, and you move on. You go after the next opponent, but. Jack, we're going to have to take a quick time out here uh, for a KUR Notebook. Uh, attention KU community, the Kutztown Folk Music Society's 2022-2023 season continues on Friday night, November 11th, with a performance by Carl Peterson. Enjoy authentic Scottish music in this special performance not to be missed. The performance takes place at St. Paul's UCC, which is located at 47 South White Oak Street in Kutztown. Doors open at 6, and the performance begins at 7.30. The parking and the entrance to the church are at the rear in the alley. Admission for adults is a $9 donation, while children 12 and under can attend for free. Food and drink will not be served. For more information, you can contact... Now, here's our favorite name of them all, Jack. We we, we have a couple favorite names here, but this is my favorite. Favorite. Keith Britsenhoff. Britson, Keith Britsenhoff. Um, at 484-336-96... Three nine or St. Paul's UCC at 610-683-3393. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, welcome into the Bears Beat. This is a show where we talk about everything Golden Bear Athletics, um, our, our upcoming broadcast, reviewing the past week's games, talking about it, giving our own opinions, and telling you when the next games are so you can attend them for yourself and you can form your own opinions. What is so funny? Uh, I was scrolling through Twitter while you were reading that notebook. And I well, found a post. Well, well, care to share with the group? Uh, absolutely. It's a fantastic uh, okay. post. Can, can I see it at least before you read it? 
I, I can't see it. I'm going to take your phone. Congratulations, Taylor. You made it to Friday. Tyler M. <laughs> That's my cousin who I texted that to. But, uh, yes, Mr. Crab saying, congratulations, Sailor. You made it to Friday. Uh, it is Friday, it's, Josh. It's it, a good it, day. It, it, was almost, it was almost Friday last night. Oh, man, I was. <laughs> well, it was almost Friday last night because it was Thursday night. So now, But now it's Friday, though. I, I like Friday. I like Friday. Because Who doesn't like Friday? Because then I get to go work at my other job, and I, I like that job a lot because it's fun. You know what my other job That's is. Good. It's, it's good. It's, it's fun. It's, it's good fun. to enjoy your other job. But well, we got to get back to field hockey. Yeah, we, we really do. We're running a little behind schedule, I think. But um, looking at some team statistics here, uh, IEP 10 shots, uh, 5 on goal. Kutztown 20 shots, 8 on goal. Um Saves IUP with six, cuts time with five, penalty corners twelve to IUP thirteen, cuts ten, and no fouls all around. Um, Jack, I feel really stupid asking this, but I'm gonna have to ask this. If you're looking at this box score sheet, I'll even turn my monitor here. What, I got it. Up. What, what what is these three green cards? Is that like a yellow and a red in soccer? Is that like they're yeah? So they're, a green is like uh, I think it's equivalent to yellow, I believe. So. uh it's basically like stop. Yeah, so a green card means you have to uh, go and sit out for two minutes before you're uh, eligible to come back in. It's almost like a minor penalty in hockey. Okay, all right, all right. I I, I did not know that. Yeah, I, so I've the player has to run to the sideline, sit down by the, like, the scorer's table, I think it is, for two minutes. Then they're eligible to go back into the game. So it was interesting. Yeah. It's my first ever field hockey game that I watched. It was very interesting. It was a great game. Uh, and I found myself more knowledgeable about the sport. So uh, it was a good experience. I, I really should try to make it out. I mean, you know, I, I really should. I, I keep saying every week I'm going to try to make it out, but I, I never do. So this week my 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 job is to make it out, but we're going to focus on some key players um, from this game. And I want to talk about uh, Brianna Crayley, but also Jillian um, Buchman, but Rachel Dustman as well was the main um, the main man of the of uh, Saturday afternoon um a graduate student coming out of Chambersburg High School, um, and you know she she lit it up. Uh, you know, four shots on goal and a goal, and you know Brianna Crayley, the senior, with an assist as well. And then you have also two. You have Aaron Gonzalez with two shots on goal, and one of those found the back of the net for a goal. So two two goals that gives you the win right there and Katie Dotter which you know she had a she had a good night as well you know with five saves not too busy but still a win is a win and you you know you made a couple big plays and that helps your team in the end um so I think Jack you know this momentum that they're like you mentioned they're playing these big name teams that are nationally ranked they're they're higher up they're not low ranked national teams they're they're high up, you know. If they can win the PSAC, I stand behind this. I think they can win the entire thing, um, and that would be awesome to have. You know, a team that wins a national championship. I mean, it's it's looking good right now. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it, it is looking good. It is it is looking good. Um, so I mean, yeah, this is this team showed flashes of being good last year. Kind of faltered down the stretch to the end. Uh, but you know, this year it's been a consistent product all year long. We've seen a team who's really excelled. They've starred, uh, and they have, you know, they've done quite a good job uh, being able to put themselves right here, uh, twelve and two, five and one in conference play. I mean, it's just, it's exactly what you would want to see from a group that 
is continuing to progress into a really solid program and a, and a fantastic conference. I mean, we mentioned all the great teams in this conference. We mentioned East Stroudsburg, Shippensburg, who are the reigning national champs, Millersville, uh, of course, they were number five before we beat them. Uh, and then, you know, Bloomsburg and Westchester as well. So those are two teams, and even IUP. So, I mean, this this conference, <laughs> excuse me, is front-loaded. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, sorry. They are, uh, it's stacked with talent. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's really all I can say. It's really all I could say. Uh, great season so far. A couple games left. They got to keep going, taking care of business. They got a tough one to end their last home game with ESU. Uh, they have Mercyhurst. On the road, their next game before traveling to Slipper Rock to end their season before the PSAC playoffs start. So, certainly more more business to be taken care of. But you have to love what you've seen so far from this team. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, they they're showing a lot of progress. But Jack, before we go into our next game, I want to criticize that cough that you had because it just so happens that on last week's football broadcast, you were criticizing the amount of cough drops I was eating. Maybe if you ate as many as I did, that cough would not happen you consumed, live. You consumed an unhealthy amount of cough drops, Mr. Toot. I don't want to hear it. Uh, it was a spontaneous cough. It happens. Uh, it happens to the best of us. You well, know? well, maybe eat a bag of cough drops and that won't happen. Eat a full bag of cough drops. I think that's a fantastic idea. I think I'm just going to get right on that. Yeah, it, it's not unhealthy. It really. It, what do you mean it's not unhealthy? We're going to look this up right now. Uh, while I start this next conversation here, Jack is going to look that up, and I'm going to prove him wrong right on air. Right on air, ladies and gentlemen. But looking towards this next game, Jack, this was a, a game, I mean, you know, it, it really came down to the wire. We talk about games all year that come down to the wire. Uh, through four quarters, uh, no goals scored. And then in overtime, you have the game-winning goal scored by Jillian Bookman. You know, she's been a real leader of this team. The junior coming out of Hazleton High School, a very a very uh, solid player for the field hockey team. We talked about her week in and week out having another great game. And this was just a game, really, that was focused mainly on defense. And the box score speaks for itself. I mean, I, I want to focus more on you know, Katie Dodderwich with eight saves, and then Kirsten Coons for uh, Millersville, who had two saves. So this was a game that, you know, was very defensive heavy, you know. It, was, it wasn't, it was Millersville didn't play good defense, you know, through Coons. They really played good defense through, you know, their position players. Um, and this was a game that was tough for the Golden Bears, but they dug deep, got the one goal they needed, and you move on, you live to see another day here, really. Um, and this is just a, ga- a game that you have to like because it comes down to the wire and you, and with these type of games, you know, that the golden bears are going to, are going to be able to pull out that one goal that they need to win the game, you know, when it comes down to the playoffs and, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about team statistics and we'll highlight a couple players from that game. But Jack, before we go to break, I gave you an assignment. I looked it up. There's no exact parameter of how much you can or cannot eat. But, but, hold the phone, Mr. Toot. It does say that if you eat too many, there can be health effects like nausea and other things. So, uh, so how much? I think we're both technically right. No, we're not. I'm technically right. You're technically wrong. No, how? Actually, I was trying to look out for you. Being I, good I, I, now I, you're putting I, me on I, blast. Actually, I don't know. Actually, I don't really like the way I'm being rewarded. I was, I was looking out for you, man. I was saying, well, you're eating a little too. I don't. I think you're eating a little bit too many cough drops. I'm a little worried oh, over there. I, actually, now you're coming I, on actually, and grilling me. Actually, we're both 
we're both right here. We really are. I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, we're both right. But, Jack, what time is it? 13.20. So that's one twenty. So we got to go to a break here. Yes, we do. It's break time. It's it's, it's break time. Yeah, welcome into the Bears Beat. Uh, you're home for the best coverage of Golden Bear Athletics right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Key War, Josh Ratut sitting to my left. Jack Heim sitting to his left. It is the KUR population, or as they would say in the WWE, the KUR Worldwide Family. Do you remember those days? Where, did you ever watch WWE? Yes, I did. Do you still? No. Oh, okay. Well, I don't either, but yeah, those were, those were the days. I mean, Yeah, I mean, everyone had a WWE face growing oh, up. Oh, my God, dude. I, was, I felt like a little kid on Christmas morning when I got to meet the Big Show. You got to meet the Big Show? Yeah, and Mark Henry as well. Wow. Oh my god, dude! I, I looked like I looked like a like a, a pea next to those guys. They were like huge, but uh, Jack, we're just uh, almost wrapping up our uh, field hockey discussion here, and we're gonna run through some team statistics here. Um, so for Millersville, twelve shots, ten on goal to Kutztown's four shots, three on goal. So Kutztown really needs to get some more offense going when they face a team like caliber of Millersville. Uh, for saves. Uh, Kutztown with 10. Nice job by Dotterwich there. Millersville, 2. Um, nine penalty corners for Millersville. Kutztown only had 6. And no fouls all the way around. And uh, 3 2-minute uh, penalty minutes. Uh, and Rachel Dustman, I, do, you, do you know what a yellow card is? I did not see one on Saturday. I don't oh, know exactly I, what that signifies. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're gonna get, I'll look into that myself. Because I, I, I need to do some more research. But Really, the only two people we have to focus on here is J- uh, Jillian Bookman. And, uh, you know, you could talk about Sarah Gatehouse with um, the shot on goal. But really, I mean, Jillian Bookman just, you know, one shot on goal and finds the back of the net. Yeah. Wins the game. So hats off to her and Katie Donnerwich with a nice, nice night in goal with eight saves. And uh, I have an update on the yellow card, Josh. Yellow cards mean there is a temporary suspension of at least five minutes, five to ten minutes. Uh, based on the umpire's determination, after that uh, time frame, you are allowed back in the game. So, so it's like a five-minute major for fighting. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Oh man, imagine if they started fighting. But it can go field. up to like a ten-minute misconduct. That would be pretty crazy. Well, if they started fighting in field hockey and like they pe- like people pounding on the on the boards, you know. <laughs> well, they don't have boards. they don't have boards. They play on a turf field. So well, yeah, but. That gets me excited for like actual ice hockey. I, I need mean, to go the to Flyers are five and two. Oh yeah, I I know, dude. I know. We're listen. I I I mean, I kind of want them to be good, but I kind of want them to be a little bad because I want dirt cheap tickets here. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, once in a while, you know, you got those. But I mean, Jack, some final outtakes on this week of field hockey. I mean, what do you got? Fantastic week. 2-0 and is always a great week to go undefeated. You're 13-2. and You're 5-1 and in conference play. You've really put yourself in a great position uh, to be still right at the top all the way throughout. I mean, it's just been fantastic season this far. Uh, but, you know, like I mentioned earlier, there's three regular season games. You have that big one at home against ESU. If you could take the win in that one, you might be able to lock up the one seed in the conference. It's just, it's been, it's been nothing short of impressive, uh, to say the least, to this team. Through 15 games, you win 13 of them. Oppressive in any way you do it. Uh, but, to do it the way this team's been doing it, it's a team effort, uh, so spread out. It's not just one person scoring night in and night out. You're having production all across, 
all across the field. And a variety of different players are making their name known, whether it's on the score sheet or not, are doing impressive things. So, and you got Dotterwich and goal, and you going to keep spreading that out. You got Julian Buckman. So, uh, it's just been, it's been an incredible, incredible season this far. And Josh, that video you showed me was very, very strange. But uh, <laughs> I think we have to move on to women's soccer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh man, that was. It, listen, arm day at the gym is rough. Any athlete can attest to that. Any arm day at the gym is rough. So I feel that a hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, you hit it right out of the deal. You know, a good two and a week. Nothing much more really to say. I mean, it, if you could have a couple more of those, then you'll be in tip top shape. You know, I mean, three games left to go, and you good? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, three games left to go. I mean, if you win out, you know, you'll put yourself in a pretty awesome position here. But, Jack, let's move on to uh, women's soccer here. And, I mean, I, I'll i take a week like this after the couple past weeks they've been having. But, I mean, I completely get why they lost to Westchester. I mean, you're 16-0. and Like, they're like, you know, they're almost like... You know, the Philadelphia Phillies right now. Okay. Oh, okay. not that good. I mean, they're 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 undefeated. They're like the Astros. The Astros haven't lost a playoff game. Westchester sixteen and zero. I mean, an incredible season. Number two in all of of Division two. It's been nothing short of a miraculous year for the Golden Rams. But for but for KU, I mean, they have clinched the playoff spot. It's not the one seed that they had last year. They sit third in the PSAC East right now. They have locked up that spot, trailing. Only Bloomsburg and Westchester. So another solid year for KU. They're right back in the PSAC playoffs. They're third in this division. And when you're behind a team of Westchester's quality and of Bloomsburg's quality, I mean, it's not a bad year. It's not a bad year. Considering you're replacing a lot of key players who left last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they replaced about, I would say, at least half of their starting lineup. You know, and I mean, this is a game that, you know, it's it's... It's it's understandable, but it's not because you want, you know, good time to win. But it's you're going up against a, a tough opponent here. They're sixteen and zero. I mean, they're they're undefeated. I mean, you know, so it's I I get why they lost, but it still hurts. I mean, as it should. But yeah, I mean, let's break down some team statistics from this game. And I mean. You know, they weren't even out-dominated from this game. Kutztown, 11 shots, 8 on goal to Westchester's 14-6 on goal. That's that's not even out-dominating, I don't even think. Kutztown, 4 saves, Westchester, 8. Corner kicks, this is the part where they really got out-dominated here, though. Kutztown, 2 corner kicks to Westchester's, 6. And Kutztown, 6 fouls to Westchester's, 13. And Caroline McDonald with the yellow card. But... Let's turn let's turn to the individual side here though. And I mean really there's you know you could talk about how Kylie McLeod had two shots on goal, Isabella Rose with two shots on goal, you know, Akil Argent with a shot on goal, Dana Wentz, um, Kylie Sorbeck with a shot on goal. You know, all these shots on goal and they're just not capitalizing. You know, these are situations where you need to find the back of the net here. You had you had a lot of opportunities to win this game and you just couldn't capitalize. But I really think that goes to the credit of, of Haley McGee, which is um, Westchester's goalkeeper. Seven saves on the night. You know, she was she had a really awesome night. You know, when you when you put up a shutout, that's not easy. And and she she took a lot of that brunt work on herself and hats off to her. But I mean, you know, after this type of game, they rebounded nicely. But in in the PSAC playoffs, there's the the odds of you 
playing Westchester, if you do beat Bloomsburg, are high. I mean, how do you how do you fix your mistakes? And you know, and if you do have to play Westchester again, what do you do differently? This is a team. Look, it's going to be a tough test, no matter where you play them. Even Bloomsburg, in and of themselves, is a absolutely tough test. So it's just. You know, you got to look back at the film of past contests, see, you know, what did we do wrong? What, what can we improve? And what did we do well? You know, playing to your strengths of your team. This team is obviously defensive first. We've mentioned it all year that this is a team built on their defense. They're, you know, they're an opportunistic group. They cash in when they need to. Uh, and that's what allowed them, that's what's allowed them to win ball games this year. But uh, it's just been, you know, a team at Westchester's caliber. They're undefeated. They have not lost a game this year. Uh, it's not a coincidence. This team is a juggernaut. So, you know, beating them, it's obviously not going to be easy. You're going to have to put your A game out there. You're going to have to be pretty much flawless, almost perfect to win that game in in the scenario that you even get there first. I mean, you know, it's great to you know live in the world of hypotheticals and what could be a potential championship game matchup. But you have to get there first before you can even think about you know what what your approach to Westchester is. So, depends on who KU is going to have to play. Their final home games on Saturday, it's Senior Day. They're hosting Millersville. Uh, that's your lineup for another conference win. And <clears throat> uh, so, returning the favor, buddy. Uh, Thank you. But in, for Millersville, uh, that game, I think it's going to be fine. You know, you're going to have to play Bloomsburg. It's 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 already announced. The November first game, first round, six p.m. at Bloomsburg in the quarterfinals. So, I mean, that's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. You got to. Got to worry about Bloomsburg first before you can worry about anything else. Uh, but in the terms of trying to beat Westchester, it's going to be a tough draw. But obviously, KU's got their sights set on Millersville on Saturday. Uh, and then that Tuesday, they got a quick turnaround going to Bloomsburg again, a team that they've struggled with all year. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, this is a part, this is a part of the year that, you know, as a team, you're really prepared for because you're right at that playoff spot. You know, you have Millersville coming up, and then after that, it's, it's Bloomsburg, you know, in, in the playoffs. And... This is a, a a part where, you know, Kutztown needs to beat Millersville, refine their mistakes in that game, and get ready for the playoffs. I mean, you know, any given night, that's that's the playoff motto. Any given night, you know, any team can win. Um, and I mean, I you know, Bloom, they did lose to Bloomsburg twice, but. Uh, obviously, the you know playoffs any given night. You know it's it's just the way it is. Uh, and you can beat any type of team. You know you can even beat Westchester. It's any given night. You know Kutztown was ranked number one last year in the PSAC playoffs, and they still lost first round. So it's it's any given night. You know any team can any team can lose. This is this is the part of the year that I honestly like the most because it's so so different than regular season you know I can easily predict a winner during the regular season but during playoffs I really can't because any given night that's that's just the way it is but yeah no playoff time's fantastic I mean it's just what what upsets are we going to see what unexpected is there going to happen you know that under there's always going to be that underdog run one team's always going to pull off a big upset uh so it's just going to be interesting to see uh you know it's not like Bloomsburg is a team that KU can't beat. I mean, they've their two matches with them this year both were one nothing defeats. So you know you've only lost by a combined score of two to nothing against Bloomsburg. So you just got to find a way to generate some offense. I mean, getting shut out both games is not a recipe for success, obviously, and it's not you know something you walk away pleased with. But you know there are opportunities for Kutztown to cash in here, and I'm really looking forward to what round three between these two schools uh, is going to be like in the playoffs. Yeah, and I I remember talking to Coach Bernstein last last year in the PSA State playoffs and he and he did mention that it's very, very tough to beat a team three times in in a year. Um 
because you're seeing them so many times and you know what they're what they're capable of doing. So that could work in Kutztown's favor. It could not. That's just a, another point. But I mean, it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great playoff series. Um, I have high expectations for them, and it's due to this game against Lockhaven. I mean, Lockhaven. You know, they're not the best team, but they generated a lot of offense that I'd like to see. Um, you know, we'll review down the team statistics, but, you know, Kutztown 17 shots on goal, 17 shots, 7 on goal to Lockhaven, 6, 3 on goal. Saves Kutztown 2 to Lockhaven's 4, and this is where Kutztown dominated. 9 corner kicks to Lockhaven's 2, and almost running out on fouls, cuts down eight to lock Havens nine. But you know, this is a type of game that you like to see because they've been struggling all year with a lot of offense and to have, you know, 17 shots, seven on goal is something you like to see, but you're limiting them on defense, you know, six in total, three on goal. That, that That's something that you like to see. Absolutely. I mean, look, the offensive generation here on uh, the way they were able to put together some offense in this one, it's impressive. I mean, three goals, uh, against Lockhaven, it's a big win, and considering they played Lockhaven earlier in the year uh, and won, uh, you know, two nothing in a game that they scored two goals in a matter of four minutes, both by Isabella Rossetti. Uh, it was a much cleaner game, I feel like, and it was just, just you know, overall, you you touched on a lot of good points. It's just a solid win for KU, three uh, one. Uh, again, we mentioned they still have one more regular season game to go, but it's just good to see this team playing pretty sharp down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is a team that. You know they're they're very high powered. You know they they they're high powered when they want to be. Um, that's that's the key to this all. Um, and I mean we can review down some statistics here. Oh my my headset's acting up here, Jack. Give me a, give me a second here. All right, we're good now. We're good. Um, you know you have, you know Arjun with a goal. You also have Curtis Bridget with a goal. And coming off the bench, you have Sadie Go with the goal. You know, that's that's a day you like to have. You know, two shots on goal for Arjun, one for McDonald. Couldn't find the back of the net. You know, same with Tierney and Rossetti. Couldn't find the back of the net with a goal apiece. But Lexi Andres with the assist and Arjun as well with the assist. So I think the player of the game that we really should be focusing on is Arjun. You know, two shots on goal uh, with a goal and an assist. That's a, that's a day you like to have because... Those are two easy points to put to your line. And honestly, I think we should be giving her the most credit because she's the one who took on most of the bl- of the brunt work. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of credit to go around. But, uh, you know, it's just certainly a good offensive effort all around. And you have to like what you've seen from this group. Uh, Lexian just put up a pretty good game in this one. KU takes it 3-1. to one. Uh, It's a good win. Uh, the team that you should have, that you know, that you should be, quite frankly. Lockhaven is not a great opponent. Uh, we know that you know they're second to last in the conference. They're you know three nine and five overall, one nine and five in PSAC play. So it's a team that's not really been that competitive all year long. Uh, and really, all you have to say is uh, you know it's just a win that KU needed to get, and that's what you know it's just what happened in this one. They got Millersville, another team that's not really that great coming up next. Three eight five uh, overall, three seven and five in conference play. Another team that's towards the bottom. So that's certainly another win that you can get and really boost that confidence going into that playoff game against Williamsburg. Another big thing about playoffs is that you have to be confident going in. I mean, 
talent matters and skill matters and all that other stuff matters. But when you go into the playoffs feeling confident, it is a whole other difference maker that's really just an external factor that you don't really measure into a team's ability to play. If you have a confident group out of there on that field, it's going to bode well for you more than having a group that's like, well, you know, a little bit uneasy, a little bit uncertain. So, you know, this KU team's got to be feeling good. They got to get another win on Saturday, uh, which tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, overall, if you're looking at this group, uh, two wins going into the playoffs matchup against Bloomsburg on Tuesday. You don't have much time to dwell. If even if you lose to Millersville, you just have to be able to, you know, take the result. Take the result, excuse me, whatever it may be on Saturday against Millersville, and then go out on Tuesday and say this is a brand new season. It's playoff time. We put in the hard work in the regular season just to get here. But you know, like you mentioned, any given night, anything anything can happen. So you know, that's really just got to be the playoff mentality. And that's really what I'm focused on right now. This regular season game matters against Millersville, but since KU's clinched the playoff spot, it's like, you know, you want to win every game you can, but I think the main focus is going to be getting ready for Tuesday after tomorrow's game. Yeah, it's it's really getting ready for the playoffs at the, at this moment in time. That's the main goal here. You know, you need to win out. Um, not really, but it, it would be nice to win out. You know, you would have a lot more advantage going your way, but, uh, you know, this is a game against Lockhaven that, you know, wasn't very uh, uh, tough, I would say. Lockhaven's not the best team. They're not lighting up the record sheet. But, you know, a win's a win. Um, and, you know, my my final outtake from this week, I mean, you went 1-1. One one, that's 500. That's mediocre. But that's better than some of the weeks you had. You know, some weeks you were going 0-2. And, um, and, I mean... I, I necessarily don't like this type of week, but I like the fact that they went one and one, and I'll take that. Um, you know, you need to count your blessings where they are. But Jack, what time is it? It's thirteen thirty-nine. So one thirty-nine would be one one thirty-nine transitional time. But Jack, every week we do our trivia question, and uh, since the Phillies are playing in the World Series. I figured this would be a good trivia question. I don't know if you know this answer. In the 2008 World Series, Game 1, who was the starting pitcher for that game? The Bears beat your home for the best coverage of Golden Bear Athletics News updates, upcoming events right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR. My name's Joshua Two. Sitting to my left, Jack Heim, and sitting to his left is the KUR fan base, or our KUR, base. KUR members. But, Jack... Every every show we do our trivia question and today's trivia question: Who is the for the 2008 World Series? Who is the Phillies game one starting pitcher? And oh, okay, I, I I'm just confused. All right, I I'm I have no idea what's going on. Um, but Jack, who was the game one starting pitcher? Well, this pitcher pitched for many teams. Uh, spent the largest duration of his career though in Philadelphia. Started there. And pitched many years for the Phillies before moving on to Texas, uh, and then wrapping up his career with the Cubs and the Braves. Believe it or not, a rival of the Phillies, he played for Atlanta to end his career. Uh, it is the Southpaw Cole Hamels. That is not correct. What do you mean it's not correct? Two thousand eight game one starting pitcher for the World Series. Yeah. No. No, who is no, it? Jamie Moyer. Jamie Let's Moyer. This up. I have it right here in front of me. I have it right here in front of me. You're, I'm, I'm telling you, you're wrong. Okay, two thousand. Matt Gar, Matt Garza, and Jamie Moyer. Two thousand eight World Series Game One. 
Phillies at Rays. Box score, October 22nd. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. It, it was literally Jamie Moyer. It was Cole Hamels against Scott Casimir. Brad Lidge gets to save Phillies win 3-2. It literally says Jamie Moyer started game one right there. I'm telling you, it does. It's, well, that's wrong. Because I'm, I'm, t- I'm on BaseballReference.com, 2008 World Series, game one. It is Cole Hamels, the winning pitcher, going no. seven innings. Oh, yeah, it is. Well, well, why did they say it was Jamie Moyer? God. Jeez, yikes, man. You don't even know the you don't even know the answer to your own trivia question. Oh my god. Now I look embarrassed. I what? mean, rightfully so. I mean, that's a bad look. That's a bad look, Josh. It literally says right here though. I'm telling you. Starting pitchers Jamie Matt, Moore. Matt Gorza Jamie and Jamie Moore. Moore. I, I did. I have it right in front of my own eyes. It did, but you're wrong. But you were wrong. And I was right. So, I mean, Cole Hamill's the starter. Jamie Moyer was not the starter. Oh, Jamie. Come on. Jamie let you down. Jamie, Jamie let you down. Jamie, come on, Woo! man. Baby, Cole Hamels did it. Aaron Ola gets the start for game one of tonight's World Series. Oh, my God. I hope, God, I hope to God he doesn't blow it. Nola that's versus Verlander game one in Houston. I believe that's an 8 o'clock start time at Minute Maid Park. Oh. The start of the 2022 World Series. An incredible postseason that it's been so far. And I actually talk about that on my show, Heavy Hitters, Mondays well, and Wednesdays, just, 2 to just, 4. Just let him, let him two praise his show, I guess. I, I host it with Mitchell Smedley. Oh. So uh, it's a fantastic time. Wow. So if you're interested in MLB, NFL, NHL, any of that stuff, uh, tune in to Heavy Hitters. Uh, but, Josh, we got to get back to KU Sports Talk. I think we got to shift into football. It was good talking about women's soccer and the run they're going to have going to the playoffs. But uh, it's time to talk KU football. And, and it, we were and, on the and, games. And his debate and his, uh, you know, criticism of my cough drops, you know, was on our Your break. Your cough drop consumption was alarming for me, okay? Al- al- alarming for you. Well, I appreciate you looking out for my health. I I appreciate that a lot. But, yeah, Jack, this is a – I mean, I, I'm going to let you word this because I don't even know how to, how to word this. Uh, I'm, uh, a beatdown. A, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a massacre, if you will. It was 35-7. A KU, slaughter. Yeah, KU <laughs> dismantles uh, Lockhaven with relative ease. Poor Danny Sanchez. I mean, he was a, he was a good Danny ball. Sanchez was getting hit all day long. He was, I mean, he, he, he was he feeling was a, the heat from the time the ball was snapped for the first Lockhaven uh, snap until he eventually left the game injured, actually. Uh, he left the game injured. It was unfortunate to see. Their backup, Matt Stanton, came in, uh, and he actually got Lockhaven in the end zone with a one-yard touchdown run. Uh, in the fourth quarter, that was the lone score of the day for the Bald Eagles. But, you know, Danny Sanchez getting hit all day. That Lockhaven offense really couldn't get anything <laughs> mustered up. Uh, and KU's run game controlled. I mean, the five rushing touchdowns, three from Daryl Davis-McNeil, one from Jordan Davis, and another one by Donnie Blaine. And I don't forget, it was a read option play where Blaine just kept it, and he high-stepped and strutted his way into the end zone. So KU's rushing attack gets it done. Five rushing scores, like I mentioned. Daryl Davis-McNeil, I believe, only carried it 15 times and managed to get over 100 yards. Uh, that was impressive in and of itself. Yes, 15 for 147 and three touchdowns. It's averaging nearly 10 yards a carry. So what a day for Daryl. Daryl's having an incredible year. Uh, and he's, you know, this game at Millersville, I can expect, uh, you know, probably that Daryl's going to have a, probably another good game along with Jordan. I mean, this rushing attack's been getting better and better week after week. And really, we've seen this pro- this team progress. Now, we mentioned that rough start uh, against Shepard, Josh. You know, they had that start, losing at Assumption 3 nothing. Coming back home, getting that tough, grinded out kind of win over Cal U, losing to Shepard, falling to one and two. But this team's really done a great job of, you know, using their experience and their veteran leadership to move past that, uh, you know, that that rough start and to get things in a year now. And they find themselves six and two 
uh, and 4-1 and uh, in PSAC play, but the dominant win, 35-7, defense imposed their will. It was a great game uh, all all day from start to finish. Cuts down, played incredibly well uh, and for a big-time win against a rather subpar uh, Lock Haven team uh, at home. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, with the NCAA Division II um, with the region play, they take the top eight, correct? I believe so. Let me let me double check. I I, I believe it's the top eight. Um, but currently, right now, I mean, they're set to they're set to go. They're six and two in region, six and two as well. Uh, you know, they're they're currently ranked number six behind IUP, uh, Concord, Bentley, Assumption, and Ashland. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, we'll have but, to see how that monitors from uh, you know the point on there. I I I think this is a little screwed up though here because they have Shepard ranked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I think nine. I don't think there's nine. I don't think there's distinct rankings. I just think these are all the teams that are in the super regional one as of right now. Uh, well, why wouldn't you put it as a ranking? Who does that? I don't know. That's that's uh, that's that's a little odd. I I don't it know. Is odd. That, I don't know why they do that. But, but there are four PSAC teams in there: IUP, Cutstown, Shepherd, and Slippery Rock are all in this little super regional. So it's interesting. You know, it, more playoff football for KU potentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, and it looks like I mean, you know, you have te- uh, you have a team who's eight and zero, six and zero, seven and zero, and seven and zero, and then you have one, two, three, four teams that are six and two. A penny, penny. That's our tip for the day. I, I, I guess somebody finally paid us for our good hard work. Found a penny on the ground. So interesting. Uh, but a quick announcement from the KUR notebook. We're a little behind on that, Jack. Um, attention, KU community. Uh, did you know, undergraduate research and creativity gives you many of the resources needed to publish and present your work at regional, national, or international levels. To learn more, please visit www.kutsen.edu/slash. UGRC. You can also stay up to date on conference and publication opportunities by following UGRC on on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. This message of community interest is brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Well, Jack, I mean, we have about like seven minutes left, um, but we're going to run down some statistics here, and they, they speak for themselves here. 21st downs to Lock Havens 8, 16 attempts to Lock Havens 2. Um, I mean, it, just looking at these, I mean, I almost feel bad reading them. I mean, you know, with rushing total net yards, locking in thirteen to could sense two hundred and eighty nine. Uh, man. Um, and that averages point five per carry to could sense five point four. Um, five rushing touchdowns to Lock Havens one. Um. Looking at the passing side, though, Kutztown did lose that battle to Lockheaven, one hundred thirty-one to ninety-three. Well, that's a positive they could take out of that. I, I like to focus on some of the positives, and that's something we could say positive about Lockhaven and negative about Kutztown. But you know, it, it's all about what you, what do you do going into uh, next week's game. And, and Millersville is not an easy team as well. Um, on on paper, they they look right around the same as Kutztown. Um, they had a rough start to their year. Um, they have a couple big names, but I, I think that we have, you know, looking towards Daryl Davis McNeil and uh, CJ Brown, those are two guys that are, that I think personally are going to lead um, this team to success as they are very highly ranked in the PSEC right now. Absolutely. I mean, those are two very highly touted players. Uh, Daryl does a good job, 
you know, running the rock efficiently each week. I mean, he just does a good job of getting in between the tackles. He fights for those extra yards, never really giving up on a play. Uh, and CJ on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, he's a good cover corner. You could really put him anywhere, put him on the outside. Mostly plays that slot corner, but, you know, he does a lot of good things. Uh, very active with his hands. Uh, he's got good speed. Uh, CJ does a lot of great things to this team. Uh, and overall, I mean, you got to like where this team's going. Uh, they're 6-2, and two, uh, but Josh, you know, we, we talked in depth about that win against Lockhaven. I really want to spend some time previewing now this Millersville game. Uh, it's a big one on Saturday. It's tomorrow. Uh, you're going to be there uh, for that one. You know, what's the recipe for success for KU in this one? Um, so, I mean, looking at the statistics um, of that game, uh, Kutztown really out-dominates uh, Millersville as well on the stats. Um I really don't have my 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 game notes in front of me. Uh, they're currently out of my car, but I mean, just realistically speaking, Kutztown needs to get out to a, a fast start early. I think if they can hit the gas early, put Millersville back, um, back behind the scoreboard a little bit, um, and just just full speed like how they've been playing. I think they I think they'll do okay. Um, I think they're really going to l- rely more towards uh, the run game as they normally do. They could turn to the pass game if need be if Millersville can. Re- read it early and do it effectively i think they're going to turn to the pass game but either way i'm offensively i'm I'm not too worried defensively i'm not worried either because um i know what our defense can do i mean realistically speaking in the past three games you know kutztown gave up only 17 points um you know bloomsburg was a shutout Kutztown gave up 10 to Shippensburg, 7 to Lockhaven. So 17 points in the last three games is is very effective. Um, and, I, I mean, I think Coach Clements um, really is going to turn towards his running game as he normally does. But I think his defense really needs to step up and have a, a big game once again. And really, he's been relying on his linebackers and, a, and his D-line, and they've been working very well this year. Um, so I, I'm thinking more that they are going to... It's going to be a. I, I'm predicting a win, but I think it's going to be a, a little bit of a closer game than we've noticed over the weeks. But yeah, I mean, th- th- this game is very important for numerous reasons. You have to win out, you know, to obviously try to make it into the Division Two playoffs. But you know, I'm expecting a win. I'm expecting both our offense and defense to have a great game once again, and hopefully pull pull out with a win. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got to show up. I think some big statistical advantages. Kutztown second in the conference uh, in rushing offense, averaging 178 yards a game. Millersville's defense, they sit in the middle of the pack. They're ninth in the PSAC, allowing 124 <laughs> points, uh, excuse me, 124 yards per game. That's certainly a distinct matchup advantage that Kutztown can look to take advantage of. Uh, you know, this isn't a team in Millersville that's really incredibly efficient. They're 11th in the conference in offense, 275 yards a game. That's not Bad, but I mean, Kutztown's the number one defense in, in total yards per game, averaging you know 250 points, uh, 250 yards, excuse me, allowed per game. Only have allowed 14 touchdowns, average only allowed of 4.2 yards per play. So this is a Kutztown defense has been elite, top of the conference, right up there with Slippery Rock and IUP, who both have incredible defenses as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough task for Millersville to be very efficient on the offensive side of the ball. They don't run the ball incredibly well. Uh, they're 13th in the conference in rushing yards per game. Uh, no, excuse me, 12th at 127. So this is a team that's not really, you know, going to hit you heavy with the rushing attack. Uh, they're more strength uh, is, you know, I guess I'd say in the pass. 
147 yards a game, that's 13th. They don't really do either incredibly well. So this is a matchup I think that's favorable for Kutztown. You know, you're going out on the road, but, you know, this isn't, Millersville isn't a team that has any distinct strength in matchup advantages. They don't run the ball incredibly well. They don't pass it incredibly well either. I think you can really take advantage of them with your rushing attack here. I think there's a lot of advantages. I think it's similar to last week with the, in terms of the advantages. I think Millersville is just a little bit more better of a team than Lockhaven is those is though so i think it'll be a little bit closer but overall i think i'm leaning for a ku win as well and just in, you know in terms of paper and all the statistical advantages it's going because town's way yeah i mean this is a game that i'm i'm really looking forward to um for a couple of reasons obviously there's it's a high stakes game every game at this point is high stakes but you know could really looking good in this game and I, I i think if they you know play the way they've been playing you know they'll be in they'll be in good shape um and um yeah i mean you know I, I think we really hit the hit the nail on it. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a great game, and you know, I'm I'm excited to be there for it. Um, but Jack, this is the end of another great show. Uh, it's great to be here with you. Uh, you already mentioned that we will be carrying live coverage of that game. I'll be taking the hour and fifteen minute drive over to Millersville University to bring live action to you, the listener, right from your home. So. If you don't want to travel, that's okay, and we'll make sure to tune in, though. But, Jack, been great here with you, my man. Uh, And really, that's all I got 